Good evening, and welcome to a special spooky edition of the Putback Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Josh, and that was cringy. So, it's not spooky at all. The only thing spooky is I'm sitting in the dark. Well, that is spooky. So anyway, today we'll be talking about some NFL predictions, some NBA opener talk, and on top of that, we'll have, we have our boy Isaiah Thompson here to do baseball. IT in the house. So... Starting things off, David, do you want to hit us with your NFL predictions for this upcoming week? No. Okay. Um, all right, so this week, there's already a game being played right now. The Broncos at the Cardinals. Um, I'll just say what I wrote down in my notes for this game since it's already going on, so I don't look biased. I'll read it word for word. It said, I don't actually have a preference for this game. It's most likely going to be a sloppy game, in my opinion. I'm going to say that the Broncos win by a narrow margin only because that's exactly what happened in the preseason. And as everybody can see, as of right now, the third quarter just started. The Broncos are blowing out the Cardinals 35-3. to So I was right and wrong at the same time. <laughs> All right, so um, the next game on my list is the Titans at the Chargers. Um, I think the Titans have a problem putting points on the board, and the Chargers have scored um, about 20-plus in every game so far, exempting preseason. I'm going to say the Chargers go out there and do what they got to do against Tennessee. Chargers by 13. Panthers at the Eagles. The Eagles are trying to get their identity back. Um, you know, they won the Super Bowl, and then they got off to a kind of slow start. Carson Wentz had an injury right there at the end of the season last year. But I think they can get their identity back against this team. The Panthers have Cam Newton. But in order for them to win, I would say Christian McCaffrey has to have another game like he did against the Bengals, and I, I don't think that will happen this week. I, I'm giving the Eagles to victory. Um, Vikings at Jets. I went back and forth on this game. The Jets won their last two at home, I believe, and put up a good bit of points. But I just have a feeling about the Vikings, and I like their receiving core, and I think they'll pull through in this one on the road. All right, the Bills at the Colts. The Colts have got to get another win. I don't feel too strongly about this Bills team. I'm going to say Indianapolis overcomes their four-game slump with this one, and it's probably going to be another bad game, but I don't see Buffalo winning this one, especially with Josh Allen hurt. Um, Patriots at the Bears. Patriots seem to be getting their stride back after falling short to the Jaguars and the Lions. Apparently, they just can't beat teams with a big cat mascot, but – I think they'll keep rolling here against the Bears. The Bears took a tough overtime loss to the Dolphins. And I think they'll, that bad taste in their mouth is only going to get stronger after this game against Brady and company. Um, all right, Browns at Bucks. I will say I think Baker Mayfield will perform really well in this game. And you guys already know I'm a Georgia fan, so I love Nick Chubb. Um, I also want to add on to this saying I wish Fitzmagic was playing in this one. But even without the GOAT, I'm predicting the Bucks to win. The Browns still have to prove themselves to me before I pick them over really anybody on their schedule. But, um, all right, next up, the Texans at Jaguars. I honestly don't know if I can handle a third loss in a row as a Jaguars fan. And that would, if they lose, that would be f- um, four of the last five games. So, um, I'm really scared about this game. I'm not going to lie. My gut is actually telling me that the Texans are going to put that hurt on us but I'm going to go with my foolish heart and say the Jaguars finally figured everything <laughs> out and surprise us. Um, you know, they're down the depth chart, something serious on the O-line. They had to sign an old running back in Jamal Charles and a former QB turned tight end in Blake Bell. 
he played QB in college, if I'm not mistaken. And then he played tight end like his last year or something like that, and he actually got drafted at tight end. But um, I pray we get everything figured out and the defense comes to play so we can beat Houston. Lions at Dolphins. Detroit is quite an odd team. They lost to everybody except the best two teams that they played. Apparently, they can defend against the veteran GOAT quarterbacks like Brady and Rodgers, but are flabbergasted when it comes to any QB under 30. Um, Osweiler will probably carve them up pretty bad, so I think it's obvious to say I'm picking the Dolphins again. Um, Saints at Ravens. I don't have too much reasoning behind this pick other than who that, baby. I think Drew will remain calm, even though the Ravens will bring some heated pass rush. I'm going to say the Saints by a field goal or two. All right, Cowboys at Redskins. I know the Cowboys aren't all that great, but the Redskins especially aren't all that great. Um, I think Dallas will just ride the wave from last week's victory and knock off the Redskins with relative ease. Um, Rams at 49ers. I think it's safe to say this is the easiest pick of the entire week. There's no way that you're going to convince me that a team that is one in five can take down an undefeated team with Gurley, Goff, Cooks, and not a McCong Sue. Not happening. Rams by Don't forget Aaron Donald. Do what? I said, don't forget Aaron Donald and the keep the lead. Yeah. But um, Rams by no less than 17. That may seem like a lot to most of you for an NFL game, but L.A. is going to try and bruise San Fran. Um, Bengals at Chiefs. I think everybody can tell that Alec and I really like the Bengals, but I've got to be realistic with myself and him because I'm not going to let bias affect my picks too much. I'm trying not to, at least. Um, the Chiefs are going to be pretty ticked off after losing their undefeated status by such a minute margin to the Pats. I think they're going to be headhunting Houday and probably put a nice-sized bingo-head trophy on their mantle. Um, Giants at Falcons. The Giants have probably changed absolutely nothing about their game plan or roster since the last time we spoke about them. And the Dirty Birds ought to crack their heads in this one. Don't get me wrong, the Falcons aren't good either. But I don't think that they're New York bad. So I'm going to say Falcons by a TD, and the TD will not be from Julio. <laughs> yeah, you ain't have that. So. <laughs> it's probably going to be Calvin Ridley's TD, if we're being honest. You're you're not wrong on that one. You <laughs> like TDs. Maybe Freeman. I don't know. Maybe it'll be Sanu and give me some fantasy points. I was going to say probably Sanu, but it's not. I don't think it'll be Julio. I don't know. If he, if he would just get set. Um, I just want to say that I'm a, I'm a, I'm in the lead in our fantasy league right now. I beat the only guy that was left undefeated, so now me and him are both five and one, and I'm number one. So, uh, but the sad part is, like, um, half of my roster is hurt. The other half have bye weeks, so I had to get rid of like three players. Like, I got rid of a player because of injury, and then like two because of bye weeks. And I just even my bench had bye weeks. It was ridiculous. If they weren't hurt, they were having a bye week. Uh, I'm probably going to lose this week. Anyways, um, I just want to say that our um, NBA predictions, me and Josh, I don't know what your um, stat line looked like, but I got 10 of the games right, and I only got three wrong. I got the Celtics game wrong, but I feel like I feel like we were a little bit confused as to the first game of the season. I feel like we were riding a more of a preseason vibe than an actual season opener game. I feel like we should have honestly knew the Celtics would have went ham in the first game because they're trying to prove themselves. 
So I'm, I don't want to count that one. I'm going to say we're 10 and we're 10 and two. <laughs> well, okay. I definitely did predict the 76ers would win, and I was definitely wrong. Yeah, for sure. But I think also we were trying to surprise each other with our pick of the 76ers. Because I thought I don't sure, know. I, I thought for I sure you would go with the Celtics. So I wanted to mix it up a little bit, and I regretted my decision immediately right before tip-off. I was like, why did I do that? I truly believe they were going to win just because NBA. But then, I mean, but we what really the point is NBA games are so up and down. You can never really know exactly who's going to pull out. It's right. not like, I mean, you know, it's not like when Alabama plays uh, any other team in football. Like, I mean – it's it's like football is kind of a different sport than basketball in general. Like you just never know who's going to come out on top because a million things can happen. For sure. But, I, but um, like a- after I got to thinking about it, I was like, well, I mean, it's the beginning of the season, so I don't think they're just not going to show up. So I, I feel the Warriors are obviously going to be undefeated for a while. If they don't, I'll be very surprised. I think the Celtics can get a nice little couple game streak under their belt. I don't. I don't know why I thought they were going to lose the season opener with as much hype as they have riding on them. But um, I do want to say I said that the Suns were going to win by um, 10, and they won by 11. So that, that even counts – that counts as, as 11. I'm going to give us a bonus point. <laughs> well, I said the Bucks were going to win, and they won by one. So, <laughs> well, now, um, that, that's pretty nice. <laughs> I'll say this, though. The main thing we want to talk about, though, is like what the season is looking like for some of these teams. And I'll say this. The Warriors are the Warriors. (laughs) I watched three of these games due to my balancing a rather busy schedule I got. And I managed to watch the Celtics, the Warriors, and the Bucks. And of these games that I viewed, I'll say that there were many promising players in each game but some of them weren't who I expected. Like, for example, Jason Tatum had him a little game. Oh, he did. He did. He's only 20. Yeah, he's only 20. <laughs> no, but for real. I mean, you. Well, there were plenty of good showings of people. I mean, Al Horford, his stat line doesn't exactly show it. But hey, I Oh, mean, there, were, there were so many double-doubles in these first couple games already. Yeah. And even a triple-double from um, Alfred Payton. He, he snuck one away from Russell since Russell's hurt. He got the first one of the season, which, granted, it was only 10, 10, and 10, but sure, it's impressive nonetheless. Wait, Alfred Payton? Yes. Like, Triple-double. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. I was very surprised, but um, double, and even with Anthony Davis and Morotic having 30-point double-doubles. Yeah, and uh, that was de- that. Yeah, they definitely showed out as well. I mean, they're Dude, a lot their, of, their well, front court is looking so nice. And even if they find an answer to like Morotic or anybody else on the front court, I feel like um, as Okafor progresses and he gets some more minutes, I feel like he'll even be deadly for the Pelicans too. He only had like two minutes in the last game and he didn't get any stats, but I feel like if they um, work with him, he'll be pretty deadly as the season progresses. I'll say, okay, this is – when I said there were unlikely candidates, now this one's not exactly a bad player per se, but he's definitely not someone who I would expect to have the game he had to start things Bobo. off. And – well, that's all <laughs> we have today. No, no, but for real. <laughs> Kimball Walker. 
Oh, he had him a little game. He hooped his brains out. 41 points, four assists, and two rebounds. Here's what I would like I to say about that. I, I've been I've watched Kimba many years as he's been in the NBA. I mean, he's one of the – for no reason, he was one of the first people I learned about, even though he's Same. not on my favorite team or anything. And I'll say this. I Like, watching him play, he probably has the greatest body control of anyone in the NBA. Like, and what I mean by that is he literally, it's like he can move in the mid, in midair. Right. Like he, he literally can take these giant step backs or like pump fake and then jump to the right and shoot. Like it's, he's just bouncy. Like, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it's just, just, he can just control his momentum and like, he's flamboyant. You see what I did there? Yes, <laughs> it actually took me a minute, but I'll say this. I, I, I thought mean, you were going to say we were going to commercial break. <laughs> I wish we had commercials, <laughs> but um, also, if you'd like to be sponsored on the show, uh, we, we, we would like to talk, talk endorsement offers. Uh, that'd be great. Hit but, us up, anyway. all our 10 people listening. Yeah, all, actually five now, but, <laughs> but anyway, but like, you know, that's that's one of the more promising people. I mean, I think he's gonna have him a year. Oh yeah, definitely. Sure. Like, I mean, I feel like this is kind of his time because he's been the he's been the guy who's just under the elites every he, single time. He had more points than minutes. <laughs> that's always helpful. But <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like he he has a little bit of the load taken off of him when it comes to um dishing the ball as much because he's got Tony Parker and Tony had um seven assists in that game. But it's like it's not like phenomenal, but it takes a lot of load off, and he can focus on his shot more. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, of course, in the same game, we have Giannis who showed out as always. Okay, did you see where they left him wide open under the basket? (laughs) I missed that apparently, dude. Okay, (laughs) I think it was Kimba and somebody else down low. Giannis was down low on the post. He dished the ball out. And then they passed the ball back up to the top of the key, and both of the defenders, both of them, ran to the top of the key, and Giannis was just under the goal, like squatting, like, like look at me, I'm wide open. And they passed <laughs> the ball, and he got the dunk. That's not something you can do to Giannis. It's not but something you can do in the NBA. But yeah, yeah, but still. And, I mean, you know, let's move on from just talking about that game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, we, we look at, you know, we look at um, the Warriors, for example. That's another game I managed to catch. I mean, definitely suffered. They, the Thunder definitely suffered from the loss of um, Russell Westbrook. Schroeder played pretty well, though, I feel like, in his absence. Yeah, I, feel like what I, was, I was actually about to point that out. I was about to say, he, he, if he had gotten some more assists, he could have flirted with a triple-double. Yeah, like, I too. I mean – He's definitely obviously not as good as Russell Westbrook, but this has proven that he can be a solid backup for when Russell Westbrook is missing. Right. Now, he on, on the Warriors' side, as always, there were some players who did excellent. Curry <laughs> almost had him a triple-double, 32 points, nine assists, eight rebounds, and Kevin yeah. Durant just put up points, which is what he can do. And um, speaking of Kevin Durant, real fast, 
Um, I this actually doesn't have to do with him, but this is just one of those things that I just like to bring up. Um, that's kind of off topic, and it's about PJ Tucker. So, PJ, go on here with your bad self. Hold on now. <laughs> PJ's direct. I'm trying to directly quote him. Okay. Bleacher Report reports that PJ Tucker put the league on notice by saying, and I quote, I can do everything. There's nobody I can't guard. <laughs> I just wanted to. PJ Tucker. <laughs> Listen, I understand coming out somewhere with a mentality that you can guard whoever you're guarding. That's very important, or you're going to get scored on often. But I can name about 15 players he can't really guard. <laughs> if I He only had one steal. Like, first of all, like, I'm just going to name four. AD, KD, LeBron, Giannis. Tell me but one of those people. Tell me one of those people he can stop. LeBron. Oh, is that true? I thought that was I thought that was Marcus Morris's job. Remember he's the LeBron stopper, quote unquote. No. You know, the funniest thing about this, this is way we're we're getting deeper and deeper on a rabbit trail, but the thing that trips me out about people who are so called LeBron stoppers is that it means they hold they hold him to thirty points. Yeah. They hold him to thirty Nobody points. Nobody is stopping LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> but that's beside the point. I mean like, you know, you, you can hold Kevin Durant before you can hold LeBron. But that's only because Kevin Durant has so many more options, probably. But it, be that as it may. <laughs> can, can I say that, okay, do you know what Boban's player efficiency rating was? I feel like it's probably rather high. It was ridiculously high. Okay, first, I'm, I'm going to tell you, all right, I'm just going to pull up LeBron's efficiency rating right here, and I'm just going to tell you what his his like overall rating is, even though it's from a whole season, not just one game like Boban's. Hold on. Sorry, I clicked on the wrong link. Okay, LeBron's player efficiency rating for his career is 27.7. What Boban's was in this first game, 38.9. <laughs> His career – hold on. His career player efficiency rating is actually 27.9, which is still higher than LeBron's. But he's played less seasons, and he is seven foot, what, three? (laughs) But still, I just thought that was funny. This man, it was ridiculously high. And he I'm pretty sure he broke the rim, too, in the game. That's definitely – that's the goal. But (laughs) – He can stand and dunk. It's ridiculous. Exactly. He broke the rim. Like the rim. You remember when Tonka dunked the ball before the game and the rim was bent? Yes. Yeah, it was exactly like that. I'm pretty sure. What I'm trying to figure out is how do you how do you literally standing dunk to break a goal? Like how why would you even do it that hard? It's not impressive. <laughs> but that's beside the point. I don't even think he meant to. I think he probably felt bad and went home and cried afterwards. Well, rabbit trail to the side. (laughs) We have today a segment in the in the defense of, which is Jalen Hurts. Now, oh, mate, what do you defend about Bobon? (laughs) He's cute. 
All right, that's all we have for today, folks. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, so, I'm trying to see how tall his wife is. He's married. Yeah. Oh my God, bro, she comes up to his nipple. <laughs> that's actually kind of impressive. <laughs> I feel like I don't even. I don't know. In this picture I saw. Oh, uh, and. Anyway, Jalen Hurts. Now, organizationally, this would have been much better to do while we were still talking about football. But we like to uh, get off, get a little bit off topic whenever it's appropriate. Yeah. But anyway, so the reason we're doing this segment, and it's just because it seems I'm an Alabama fan. Um, I know that many people I meet hate me immediately because of that. But no, you're a Georgia Southern fan. <laughs> no, you you yourself told me I couldn't be a Georgia Southern fan, so I just started believing you. You dang Skippy. But anyway, man, you you gotta have like a like a, a relevant team. No offense to Georgia Southern, I like Georgia Southern. Y'all did knock off Florida a few years ago, but anyways. But aside the point, you gotta have like a like a relevant team that you like, but you can still like your alma mater. Yeah, this is fair. I don't know a lot of our Georgia Southern graduates we know that don't cheer for the Bulldogs, but that's beside the point. There's a Georgia Southern guy in the G League, by the way. Yes, but and also there's a, U- there's a UF Breida. guy in the G League. Also, Matt Breida for the 49ers was leading the league in rushing for a little while there. He's not anymore, but he's still on the list. He's from Georgia Southern? Yes. Wow. Um. Anyway, Jalen. The reason we're defending Jalen Hurts, it's kind of sounds like a silly idea to probably some of you, but as an Alabama fan, I liked Jalen Hurts and I liked Tua. Not gonna attempt his last name without having looked it up before this. Tua <laughs> Tagovailoa, some of like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't want to embarrass myself or mock him. I hear but, the guys on the radio say Tagovailoa, but I think it's just Tagovailoa. Be that as it may. <laughs> Tua. <laughs> See, I don't like other Alabama fans <laughs> because most of them are actually bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, no like, offense. Like, to me, Alabama could go over. Time out, time out, time out. I just Googled Tua Tagovailoa. Okay, you know his name is Tua. You know his name actually is? What? It's very, very long. It's longer than Tagovailoa. I actually think I've seen that. I'm going to attempt to say this real fast. Okay, go ahead. Taniga Manolo Pola. Tua Niga Manuelo Pola. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Tua. <laughs> that is, yeah, you definitely butchered that. Dude. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how you say it. but you I don't know how to say that. His brother's name is T- Talia, something like that. But he's a QB, I think. But anyway, the reason why we're defending Jalen Hurts is because, as you see, Alabama fan after Alabama fan after Alabama fan switch sides, and now they hate Jalen Hurts. I why? Watch, I watch Alabama games with other Alabama fans occasionally, and all I hear is hate about Jalen Hurts that they would have never said last year. I'm trying to figure out why they're hating on this man. This man literally led them to um, 
two national championships in a row. I mean, yeah. they didn't they didn't win the first one, and the second one they had somebody else win it for him. But I mean, still he got them there. Come on, Jesus Christ, give respect well, where it's due. Well, no, they beat Clemson once. Wait, Jalen? No, they lost to Clemson. No, I thought they played Clemson twice and beat them once. Not with Jalen. Jalen's a junior. You are correct, and I am just tripping. Probably. This seems like I should know. Well, okay, 2015, you're right. You got to understand, sometimes I make myself sound much more bandwagon than I am because I just don't pay attention to football as much as I should. But that's that's, that's why I'm here. Anyway. Well, that's why we're here because we get a lot of our stuff mixed up because we, we do a lot of research before we actually start talking. And sometimes we read a little bit too much and get ourselves confused. So that's yes. why we're here to even each other out. Okay, so – 2015. <laughs> Gosh. This this is um us desperately googling <laughs> information. Well, I looked at it earlier. He um his freshman year they went to the championship and lost to Clemson. Sophomore year they um made it to the championship against Georgia, and then two of one. And his junior year, like no, I've got this mixed up too. I'm just going to Google Jalen. Okay, here's your information. In 2016, Alabama beat Clemson. The next okay. year, we lost to Clemson. Gotcha. Okay, I was right. I just had my years completely mixed up. Right, so, but Jalen wasn't on the 2016 team, though, right? You are. We're about to find out. Let's see. <laughs> as a true freshman at Alabama in 2016, Hurts competed to open the season as a starting quarterback. And then – it says, um, top-seeded Alabama lost the 2017 college football playoff national championship against the Clemson Tigers by a score of 35-31. Okay. Sophomore season, he um, – see, sophomore season, to a 13-1 season, giving them a playoff spot of number four seed, where they played Clemson in the 2018 Sugar Bowl. Here's your information. Jake Coker was the quarterback. For Alabama. <laughs> so, here, to, to the people who are listening who have just watched us go on a Google thing for about five minutes, first of all, we apologize. And second of all, the person I was actually thinking of that I remembered from the game was Derrick Henry, which is completely off the wall and irrelevant. But <laughs> we're going to move on from that. And we're going to actually defend Jalen Hurts. Yeah, because the, the first season, they lost to Clemson. The second season, they beat Georgia, and now it's junior year, and Tua is starting. Listen, do not get me wrong. I actually believe Tua should start. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't. He's an amazing player, and he's gonna. I feel like he has the mentality to go to the NFL. However, <laughs> here's what I don't like. I don't like because I don't like the quarterback hoppers of any team. Or any position hoppers. Like, if you like a quarterback, it's not wrong to like them once they don't start. Once they yeah, don't start. right. Like, okay. In his time as a starter, he threw for 4,861 yards and had 40 TDs. Man, good. <laughs> that's 
That's great he stat. Did. I mean, yeah, okay, yes, he did play for Alabama, and obviously that helps boost your numbers. But as it is, I mean, the man was basically unstoppable until the national championship game. He only threw one pick last year, from what I'm seeing. And so this is, which is what I'm trying to say. It's like, I don't understand the point of hating him now. He could go. Don't forget. Don't forget that he even rushed for nearly two thousand yards in his career so far. He could go almost anywhere he wanted. I do say almost and start. That's what I was saying. He could pretty much play at any school he wanted to, and start any school that he wants to go to. He could start at. He's an exactly. awesome QB, and exactly. he's very loyal. Like the same people saying that. Um, a lot of people are saying that Jalen should leave. From what I've noticed. But the same people saying that Jalen should leave are the same ones criticizing Kelly Bryant for leaving Clemson. Clemson's like, gotten themselves in a little quarterback predicament now. Yeah, because, okay, Kelly Bryant wants to leave now or he's already left maybe. I don't know what his status is. I know he was going to leave. But Trevor Lawrence got hurt pretty bad, didn't he? Yeah, he left and he, he did leave and then their quarterback got hurt. Yeah, that is irony. Yeah, but, um, I'm pretty sure Tua just got hurt, though. I believe I heard that, too, as well. I think Tua got hurt, and they're debating whether or not Alabama is going to start Tua or just start Jalen. Well, I don't see why you would start Tua if he's hurt. I don't know why you wouldn't just let Jalen play. It's not like he's garbage. Oh, Jalen yeah. is a great quarterback. Why would you not start him and give Tua a break? Here's a quote on Tua. Tua Tagovailoa <laughs> on injured knee. I'm fine. <laughs> that, that is his quote. He is a man of but, many words. I mean, still, I mean, it's it's Tennessee they're playing. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't see anything wrong with giving him a break just to make sure he doesn't get injured for when the games matter, and just put Jalen in to because smash Tennessee. The next game after Tennessee is against number five LSU. Yeah, so that's a pretty big game. Yeah, that's a game we should actually worry for as an Alabama fan, like not. I'm not saying that I think we're going to lose, but I'm just saying that's something we should, you know, save our best quarterback for. <laughs> right. I don't think Nick Saban is going to sit to it just because these guys know a lot more than us, I feel like. This is true. So I, I mean, definitely. I'm not claiming to know more about his injury than Nick Saban does. Um, yeah, I I think that Nick Saban will start to it, and Jalen is going to get done dirty and shunned the rest of the season for no reason. Um, but I just want, I admire his loyalty personally. You know, until I was doing the research for this the other day, I was, and also the reason why he, I thought he played the first time against Clemson was because I thought this whole time he was a senior. No, nah, he's a junior. <laughs> I know this now from looking this up. Like, I don't know where I got this idea from, but I, this whole time I've been thinking, oh, he's about gone. <laughs> Because I was wondering, if I was a senior, I don't know, I don't know what I would do in his situation. Because I like, I admire his loyalty, but I feel like if I was a senior and I was him, I would for sure go somewhere else. If I wasn't starting, what I'm saying, because it's like you know, his 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 draft stock was probably looking amazing before Tua came along. Yeah, probably. I mean, like I, he could go to some other team and like like help their football program improve if he wanted to. And I, it at some point, you got to not say that that breaking loyalty it's just doing what's best for you right you know what i mean because eventually like, i mean the the point is no one gets drafted off the bench 
Exactly. I mean, like, yeah, I'm sure it's happened in history, but I'm saying in general, no one gets drafted off the bench. This is something you have to be – you have to be careful when you look at this situation because, I mean, he is – his goal is obviously to make it to the NFL. Right. I don't know why like, everyone okay. who doesn't make it sells insurance, but I doubt he wants to sell insurance. If you're a – if you are an NFL scout and you've got a one pick to spare on a quarterback, are you going to pick the guy – that got benched for another dude who come back, come in and won the championship for you? Or are you going to pick another guy that started, you know, his entire career in college and did close to as good at least or even the same? I mean, obviously the person who started, but. Exactly. So, you know, I mean, I don't blame him for if he goes. Like, I, I think. It's unfortunate for Alabama if something happens to Tua. But for Jalen Hurts, which is what Jalen Hurts needs to worry about, it would be the it would probably be in his best interest to leave. But that is what it is. <laughs> I heard the guys on the radio on my way to Georgia today calling him Hearns. Well, in their defense <laughs> Let let our listeners let us hear 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 them say uh, Tagovailoa again. Hurts is five letters. <laughs> like, yeah, you could literally be saying like Jay, he got beat up. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm not but exactly like, certain how you get a name so wrong, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm honestly getting tired of this. I'm still getting tired of listening to the radio because they're they get a lot of stuff wrong, honestly. And then sometimes it's a, mainly a football network. And they try and talk about the NBA and MMA sometimes, like they know what they're talking about. It kind of just gets on my nerves. But I mean, we did just Google Alabama to just to, but we were verifying. We were but, verifying. They don't. I mean, honestly, just, they just be saying junk, and like they don't, they don't even try to correct. They don't fact check or anything. I think I've just, I think I've just may or may not have proven how absolutely, like I've literally. There have been seasons where I've watched almost every Alabama game all the way up to the championship. And I didn't know the specific quarterback for one. Like I'm just, this shows you that I am an NBA person. That that is just my thing. I can watch basketball all day. That that's fair. But um, one, one more thing on Jalen. I'm 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 done defending you, Jalen. This time I'm attacking you, bro. Why did you cut your dreads? He he was made to. They were remember? five. They were five. He had to cut his. He had to cut his hair as some, as some part of a bet. Yeah, I know, but they were fine, man. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have lost the bet. You're right. Um, but anyway, so we have – the next thing we like to talk about is we have a couple people who have um, – they're reaching ending points or new beginnings in their careers all at the same time. And that's uh, three different well, – sorry – Two different sports, but two different leagues in one sport, which is um, Jimmer Fredette, Le'Veon Bell, and Jimmy Butler. And we just wanted to take a minute to talk about where we thought each of these people would end up. Yeah, so um, I guess I'll start it off. Um, I really like Jimmer. I, re- I didn't know much about him. I've, I've, heard the, I've heard his name. He's not a household name or anything because he's in China. He's playing basketball in China right now. He was He played in the NBA for a couple seasons, but um, – I, I watched his, um, you know, highlights against Houston the other day, 
and I started really looking him up, and I um, figured out who he is and his story and everything. And I kind of just um, – I, I became a fan that quick, honestly. And um, I noticed his, his contract is coming up soon in a year. And when he's 30, he'll be 30 when his contract is up, and he wants to come back to the NBA pretty much. He, he Okay, he's in China, and his parents, he only gets to see his wife and his kid for like so many months out of the year because I mean he, they only they can only come to China for so long because I'm they have normal lives they've got to live too, and he's pretty much at work overseas technically, so I mean he obviously wants to come back home, and um he was in, he had an interview where he was saying you know he he wouldn't mind if an NBA team gave him an offer he would like to play in the NBA and. He wouldn't mind being a guy that come off the bench, you know. And, I mean, he's going to be a veteran. He's played. He's a three-point specialist. He's just a, a great scorer. I mean, there's there are several teams he could come off the bench for and just light it up from three or get a couple quick baskets in and get the veterans minimum and just be satisfied and content with his life and then retire after a couple seasons. I actually have some um, – you know, we both – well, we both went over this, and I actually have – uh, three potential landing places for him. All right. And the first one is my one that I can actually see him going to, and it's the Utah Jazz. And I know that may or may not make you happy, but the reason I say this is the Jazz is one of the youngest teams I can think of that has talent and shooters. Right. So you bring in, you know, a dude reaching the end of his basketball playing career, and you get him to just be the veteran presence mentor to all these young guys and, you know, maybe even give them tips and prove their shots. I mean, Donovan Mitchell can shoot, but he can't shoot amazingly. You get him, coach him up. You have, you know, Joe Ingles is kind of old, but, I mean, he can still shoot. So, I mean, you just have him come in. He's the greatest three-point shooter in the league. Oh, is that right? According to him. Oh. <laughs> now, oh, boy. I Okay. I guess we're just going on both my favorite team or our favorite teams because I my next landing spot for him is the Bucks, and the I don't looking at like when I was studying the NBA teams I was going over in my head I was like so where could this guy go besides the Jazz because the Jazz were like my best idea for them or for him, and I say the Bucks only because he'd fit if he if he could be a stop and pop or just a catch and shoot. I mean, you – like, that's perfect for their system because their favorite thing to do, it seems like, is put somebody in the corner and either Giannis dunk on someone's neck or kick it to them. Right. I mean, I think that would just be, you know, the a, a better landing place for him than many teams. And then my final one <laughs> – now, this one is just – this one is just purely him replacing Manu. <laughs> and that's the San Antonio Spurs. Be- and I say this because he, the, the Spurs are not exactly a young team by any means, but if Jimmer would get signed soon, he could be a valuable contribution to the Spurs right now because not only did they lose Manu and Tony Parker, they also just lost, just lost Monte Murray to an ACL injury, which will be the rest of the season. So they're obviously down guards. 
And so, I mean, I think if he could just be signed, I don't know what his contract's looking like in China. He, he's still got one more year. So, th- this will be his – like, this season will be his last season on his contract. And then I think he wants to jump over to the NBA if he can. Well, regardless of whether – which, I mean, you just told me. Regardless of whether he can come here now or not, it still wouldn't be that ridiculous of a thing because, I mean, you know, DeWante's young and his defense is great. His offense needs work. It's not bad. It just needs work. So right. If you bring in someone who's really good offensively, who I could see fitting into the Spurs and pop system as it is, you bring him in and you put him on that team and let him coach the young guards up, and I think you have a promising team in that. I, I like all three of those suggestions, honestly. I, I'm not sure how well he would fit in pop system. I know pop, I know that for sure they would make it work. I just um, I, I got to think about it. I just didn't put them on my list. I, none of your three teams are on my list, actually. I just um, picked five teams I thought could benefit from him. I really like the Jazz opinion, um, option you gave just because that's my favorite team. And I was just like, well, you know, I don't think I can get lucky enough to get another one of my favorite players picked up by this team. So I didn't say the Jazz. And the Bucks. the only reason I didn't say the Bucks is because I felt like they got a, a shooter in DiVincenzo, and I figured they wouldn't go after another shooter just because they had one. <laughs> I don't know. Well, see, I could see, I could see him being – honestly, their whole team shooters other than Giannis. Right. I mean, for the most part. But, I mean, you know, Dante DiVincenzo's young, and so, I mean, that could just be another person he could coach up. Right. Um. So, on my list, I said um, the Lakers because, I mean, the Lakers need some shooters, honestly. How much help does Rondo need? I don't know, man, a lot. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. But, like, think about it. I mean, you know, LeBron loves to drive and do, like, Giannis, you know, drive and slam it on your head or kick it to three. And he doesn't have Corver in, you know, L.A. So, why not sign a Western Conference Kyle Corver? Exactly. As, a, as, you know, a second or third option for LeBron or even Rondo or even any of those guys that can't shoot threes pretty much. The, the best three-point shooter on the team is, like, you know, LeBron. <laughs> I mean, Brandon Ingram's pretty solid. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, he's probably still going to have to try and figure his game out. I think he's going to have an outstanding season. I feel like he's going to have to figure his game out a little bit more. Um, That's fair. My second option, I said the Hawks. Because, um, you know, the Hawks are trying to – they're trying to be a great value Warriors and get a lot of shooters, you know. So I feel like that's the exact type of person they would sign is um, Jimmer to go alongside um, Kevin and Trey as a shooter. And he's, um, you know, he's older, so he could maybe show them a thing or two. They got Vince Carter, who's, um, okay, I thought the Hawks were going to win that game until I realized Vince Carter was starting. Like, I love Vince Carter. That man, old. (laughs) One more season, and he'll play the most seasons of any NBA player. Exactly. And I'll say this. That man's old. The Hawks, the Hawks, would be a realistic landing point for Jimmer, but it would be an unnecessary landing point because right. they already look like a YMCA team. I <laughs> right? Mean, like I don't really know. Okay, this is a, another real quick side note. The Hawks are tripping me out because they're doing their rebuild in the worst way possible. Oh my god, it's so bad. You know, they I didn't even know, realize they got rid of Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, he's on the book now. Year when when we were still Hawk fans, 
What is up with Zach, teams getting rid of coach of the years? It's all Eastern coach. Conference teams that do it. Because Eastern Conference, okay. Here's the, here's the thing about teams like this. A lot of teams don't ever just realize that maybe it's the players. I guess not. Like I mean, like the Hawks lost everyone and then got sorry. That that's that's cause and effect. That's not like Budenholzer's fault. That's two teams that I can think of off the top of my head. There's probably been several more Eastern Conference teams got coach of the year and then fired the man. The it's, Raptors did it. And the Hawks did it. Okay, the Raptors was absolutely ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. How are you mad that someone takes you consistently to the playoffs? Oh, we couldn't get past the first round. <laughs> like, they actually made it, like, they made it to the second, right? I think so. This time around. Yeah, they made it to the second, and then they got blew out by the Cavs. Yeah, I mean, but that was uh, that was going to bound to happen. I mean. <laughs> oh, they could have got one, man. They could have. What they should have done is kept them around long, like if that because okay, it was pretty much around the time the season ended. Everybody was like, "Well, LeBron's leaving." So what they should have done yeah. is they should have waited around, see if LeBron left, and then tried to. But now, if I'm not mistaken, the Pistons have him, Dwayne Casey. I don't know, man. I'm ninety percent certain he's on the Pistons now. I am, I am very happy about the Bucks getting. Mike Budenholzer, though. Dude, that was, I, a, that was a steal, man. But now, I'll say this, though. Getting rid of their former coach was a little bit odd just because of how influential he was to Giannis's development. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously Giannis is doing fine without him. But Okay, so Mike won in 2015. Steve Kerr still hanging around. He won in 2016. Let's see. Um... And then Mike D'Antoni won before – what's his name? But, anyways, um, my, my third team was the Grizzlies just because I, I like the Grizzlies. I don't know why. Hold on, wait. Okay. Did, did Mike D'Antoni win Coach of the Year and then go to um Houston from the 76ers, or did he get it at Houston? I am unsure. I believe he got it at Houston. I think he did, but I just want to – yeah, yeah, he wait. Yeah, he got he got it. Uh, him and Eric Spolstra were co recipients. Interesting. Apparently, <laughs> wait. No, that they got they were co recipients of the Michael H. Goldberg NBCA Coach of the Year award, but he won the NBA Coach of the Year. Dan Tony, and that was with the Rockets. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back back to my point. Grizzlies. I like their roster. I think they could um. They could improve with another three-point shooter um, to take some of the load off of Conley. And Gasol is getting a little bit older, so they could use another old guy just for him to make a handshake with. I don't know. And then I just threw in two other teams that I thought need a shooter, the Pacers and the Nuggets. I'm not going to expand on them. We can go on to the next player. I just – I can see him in those jerseys, all five. Okay, well, the next person is Le'Veon. And I, he's an excellent basketball player. I don't know why that the Hawks didn't drop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but okay, Le'Veon Bell. Hey, okay, actually, you know what? Just so we don't drive our listeners mad with jumping all over the place, let's talk about Butler real fast. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. Anyway, we're gonna stick to basketball before we switch back to football for the third time. But y'all love it. So anyway, Jimmy Butler contract is ending soon, and he. 
And on top, I mean, he just needs to be traded regardless. I mean, they could. I'm going to tell you, okay. I'm going to give you three characteristics of Butler. He's hardworking, he's got a high motor, and he plays both sides of the ball. Yeah, exactly. The the man's good. Okay, now. We already defeated him one time. He's good. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, I don't know how these the teams are set up. I don't know how. Like, I don't. I'm not exactly sure who they could give up for certain people to get. Like, who, what people they could give up to get Jimmy Butler. I don't know that, but a couple teams that I just thought might be a good place for him if they could manage it would be um the Pelicans, the Trailblazers. And the Pacers, and let me explain. Mm. Those sound all over the place. I'm aware of this, mm. and I don't think there's a way that they could get him. But I think simply the fact that those three teams are are teams that I can think of that actually work hard and care about getting better. Like that's just something that I see. I mean, Dude, first of all, the if the Pelicans, if he went to. Go ahead on the Pelicans. And I mean, the Pelicans have proven that they're willing to work as well as the Trailblazers. I mean, they both boosted how they've been doing in the NBA, I mean, over the years consistently. And, I mean, their players are improving and getting better. But, I mean, just in general, I just feel like he need, if he's going to leave, he needs to end up on a team that cares or it's going to end up the same scenario. If he went to either – okay, he would make the Trailblazers relevant immediately, and I think he would win a chip with the Pelicans immediately. <laughs> I don't I don't know if the Trailblazers would win, but they would definitely go past the first round of the playoffs. I think the Pelicans would have a shot against the I'm gonna have Warriors. To, I'm going to I'm have to debate you on that specific one just because – well, they might – okay, I think they could make the Western Conference Finals. I yeah. don't think they could win it. And the only reason that, I that's say – That's fair. The only reason I say that is because – when you look at – well, like, you know, they get swept by the Warriors without DeMarcus. And so they add Jimmy Butler and the Warriors add DeMarcus. I think they won't get swept. But I think that it'll be maybe like four and two. Yeah, it, it'll be a good series regardless. Um, I, Okay, so I, what I said about where Butler might land, um, if he wants – okay, a team that has the money – and the cap space to get him will be the Kings, Ooh. just because they have a um. I mean, they're in Cali, so they've got money, and I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure they have the cap space. They don't really have the. I don't think they have any pieces to trade for him, but they do have the money if he decides to stick it out and then you know sign with them. Um, if the T-Wolves want to get the best deal they can out of it. I think they would trade him to the Raptors just because they have a lot of valuable players that I think they could get in return without losing out on Butler. Like, if you if you trade Butler, you pretty much lost out. But you could get some decent players to work with from Toronto because they've got a – I think they've got a pretty good, decent roster. If he wants a hardworking team, I feel like the Nets are pretty hardworking. Um, they would not contend. They're not going to contend at all. They might move up like one or two places in the power rankings, but they're not going to compete. The Brooklyn, no, but they're they're young, and I feel like they would work hard with him. And um, the Knicks are young and a big market, and I feel like if he went there, he could um, put his attitude there because they look like they're playing very passionate over there in New York. 
So um, they've got the money for him. They've got the young talent. I think he would be a good fit in New York. Um, I would. What like happened to... with the Heat deal? Do you know? I'm sorry. Repeat that. Do you know what happened with the Heat deal? Because I, th- I thought for sure he'd go to the Heat. Um, I know for a fact that he doesn't want to is one thing. Okay. But also, I'm pretty sure, um, like, Tom Thibodeau asked for too much, and the other coach just said – or, well, the other GM just said no. I, I think that's what happened. I'm pretty sure that he was just like, absolutely not. And, oh, no – I remember he said something. The other coach cussed him out and then hung up. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. So, anyway. <laughs> I think you said if off or something like that. Something like that. But be that as it may, I would like to dial back what I said about his landing spots. Those are places that work hard, and that's what he wants, but those are not where he's going to end up or where he wants to go. So, I'll say that my, the actual two realistic ones are the Knicks and Nets because he wants to go and be a leader of a team. Right. Which I think this is the, this is a new trend with NBA players that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Consider, okay, all these superstars go spread themselves out to these to these teams with, with barely any talent but themselves and then complain because the Warriors are good. <laughs> like, that's just my opinion. But anyway... If he went to the Knicks, and yes, okay, Kyrie committed, quote-unquote, to stay with the Celtics, okay? That's that's cute right now, but there's 81 games left for them. Like, there's no telling if he'll change his mind and if he'll sign that extension at the end of the year or not. I, I didn't think uh, when when the rumors were coming about him going to New York, I didn't really buy into that, and then when he – committed quote I was even more like that just proved to me like I felt like I knew so I, I don't think he would leave Boston personally that kind of sold it to me right there because I already had a gut feeling he would stay in Boston I mean but, um, if he did go to the Knicks that would be very deadly if him and Butler team like up there Jesus Christ because I'll say like okay I don't think he's leaving no I don't I really don't think he is and in fact I don't think he. I don't think he should. I think it'd be ridiculous. I mean, the. I don't even think he should leave if Butler goes there. I think he has a great yeah, setup yeah. where he's a he. He is a leader. He's just right. not the only good person on his team. He's only twenty. Is it, well, that ain't true. But um, I was talking about that too. Good oh, well, yeah. But then you got your boy, your boy Gordon Hayward, ex Jazz player. He's number twenty. But. You know, you look at that, like, okay, you look at that scenario or that situation, and you're like, okay, he has a perfect setup to be a dominant force in the East for years. So if he drops that to go to the Knicks just so he can, so just so he can, like, hope to be the best person on the team, I think it would be kind of re- ridiculous. Um, I said the Kings have a lot of money for him, but. Uh, one reason I didn't want to dwell on them too much is because I don't think that the T-Wolves will trade him to a team in the West. I think they'll try and push him on the other side to the East, and he'll probably try and become one of the best players in the East. I don't think he'll surpass Giannis, but he'll be up there top three maybe. Imagine the defense 
if he went to the Raptors. That's just a random oh, thought. God. Like, imagine him and Kawhi just locking down everybody. Dude, the but, Raptors do have a lot of valuable players. They could they could give up for Butler and not lose out on too much, but the T-Wolves would still benefit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah, definitely. I mean, they have plenty of players other than Kawhi would, that would be valuable trade sources. I mean, especially – You know Thibodeau would be like, um, can I get three first-round draft picks and um, Kawhi and um, Kyle Lowry? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you know, the, the funny – And the Fred VanVleet. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that's where the other coach would be like, no. But anyway, I mean, you look at that. That would be a good landing spot for him, but I highly doubt that's where Jimmy wants to go. Not Fred. Fred but, boy. Um. Also, since you mentioned Giannis and the East and him being the best player or whatever, I like to talk about um, Kimba. Kip Bayless. And Shannon Sharp, and they. This was a very long time ago. This interview happened, but we weren't doing this podcast a very long time ago. It, this was at least like this was at least in the summer or right before the end of the season, I believe. Um, uh, Skip Bayless said that now that LeBron's gone, that Joel Embiid is the best player in the East. And Giannis was like, Giannis was like, okay, I accept that challenge, basically. And then Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless both agreed. Keep in mind, Shannon Sharp's supposed to be like the balancing force beside behind Skip Bayless's ridiculousness. But they both agreed Joel Embiid was the best player in the East. And I would just like to say, ha ha. Like, <laughs> what? A, I just want, I'm mad. Like, I'm very upset at that. <laughs> I don't buy into much of what they say. Like, I just get angry. <laughs> because, I mean, you think about it, and first of all, if we're, if we're really breaking things down, if Kawhi comes back, Kawhi, he's going to be the best. Or he's not going to be the best. He's going to be the, the second or third best player in the East if yeah. he comes back as Kawhi. I mean, first of all, I don't think, unless some, some money moves happen, I mean, Giannis got it locked down for this year. I mean, that's just my opinion. But be that as it may, <laughs> we will touch on football now because we don't have ADHD, we promise. I, I just want to say um, um, Joel dropped 30 points and 12 rebounds tonight against the Bulls. Um, I'm just going to look at some NBA stats real fast since there's some games that just finished today. The, the 76ers beat the Bulls. 127 to 108. You can all probably find this on Google, but I'm going to tell it to you if you're listening. Um, and the Heat won by one point over the Wizards, 113 to 112. And the Lakers are winning 25 to 16 over the Trailblazers. Okay. So, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So, I have a. I have a pretty good case against him, but I, like, okay, I don't hate him. In fact, I don't even watch enough NFL to say I like him or don't. But like, when I when I look, okay, here's my opinion on the scenario. I understand that you, that you you know you're holding out because you feel like you're you know worth money or whatever. But he's not. 
asking for just a, a regular high running back salary. Like, he's trying to be the example of what running backs should get paid. And, like, man just wants to get paid. And, yeah, I understand that, like, obviously you try, but eventually you got to think is, is a sport really your passion if you're sitting out half the season to get a ridiculously huge contract? Like, I don't, maybe it's just me wishing that I had NBA hopes or something, but when I look at like professional athletes, sometimes I'm like, are you even grateful? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but that's, I don't have a whole lot to say about him other than what's next for him at this point since he's not been moved or anything is I think they're just going to give him his huge contract eventually and then just move on. I mean, um, yeah. I don't think – when this when this ordeal started, I thought that he might, like, end up on a different team or something. But I think eventually the Steelers are going to be like, okay, pay him. <laughs> I mean – I don't even think he wants to go to a different team. I don't think he does either. I think he really just wants a crap ton of money. Yeah. Like, okay, so last season he had his career high in carries and TDs. But, I mean – like, I know you want to get paid, bro, but, I mean, just write it out until free agency or something. I mean, come on. Y'all agreed on that contract before. Why Why you get mad now? But, I mean. He saw ooh. other people making big money like Aaron Rodgers, and he got butt hurt. Okay, so, as we have reached the end of this segment, talking about where all we think all these players have come up. We didn't even say Bill. Do what? I didn't give all my places for Bill. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you agreed with me. No, I, I, like, the most likely option for me is he'll probably just ride it out until free agency and he can decide for himself. But um, I also said he, some possible places would be the Jets because they have plenty of money, a big market, and are in need of a growl game. The Colts, I'm not sure what their salary cap is looking like, but I think he'd be a good fit for them because they need something to get going. And Green Bay – Un, which is unlikely because they're broke, but they would win a chip automatically if they picked him up. That is all. And if they picked up an O-line, that would help. Yeah. But anyway, we were going to bring on Isaiah Thompson for baseball, but I'm pretty sure our podcast is at over an hour now. So be, that being said. Is he still there? Is who's still here? It. Oh no, he. Um, we're we're as we have this podcast, we have technical difficulties quite often, and um, he just left. No, he's not. We could not get him connected, unfortunately. Oh, I was gonna have to. Uh, we were gonna have to end this segment. You know, contact him back, link that together. But um, so. I would like to say that this is just informational since I think we can just call this show an end. Is that from now on, just this is to anyone who's made it this far in this podcast, is that we will no longer be doing scheduled shows for the time being just because we're both busy all the time. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm a college student going to class every day. David works every day. I mean, we just have a lot of responsibilities and stuff on our plate, and we can't let this distract us from the things that are going to make us money. So, but if y'all if y'all want to start paying us, we'll gladly. I mean, yeah, we'll spend the we'll we'll go right back on schedule. 
But, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're trying to bring you at least two shows a week. Yes, definitely. Um, it might not be on schedule. We might even give you three shows sometimes. It just depends on what we're doing. Just follow, um, make sure you keep up with our social media because we'll let you know when an episode is out, etc. Um, keep up with our Instagram because I post on there daily. I don't know what our Twitter situation looks like. I'm pretty sure Joshua tweets daily. Uh, Facebook page we're not so adamant about right now, but Instagram for sure. I post every day about every sport that I see. Um, and I don't know what Joshua does on Twitter. He can explain that in more depth. But follow us on social media for our schedule. Yeah, definitely. And um, for the Twitter, I try and – I mean, you know, I'm not technically supposed to be the one running the social media department, I guess. That's why we have a manager. But <laughs> – but that being said, I do try to just keep it humorous on Twitter because it's an easy place to make fun of athletes. <laughs> and I like making yep. fun of athletes. So uh, if you just want humorous content that's actually based on fact, check out our Twitter, which is um, capital P, capital P put back, capital P. Thank you, um, are you done with that? Uh, yes, I am. All right. Yeah, I want to give a special um... – Shout out to Alec for a lot of the behind the scenes stuff he does for us. And um he's like our quote unquote manager. Um and give a shout out to IT, even though he wasn't be able to be here with us in this episode. Um appreciate what he does for us with baseball because we are not very familiar with it yet. But um yeah, I just want to give a special shout out to those two for helping us out. And that is all I have. Josh, do you have anything else? Uh, I just like to thank the people who consistently listen to us. Definitely, Pojo. I, Pojo, I know you're listening, bro. So anyway, for for Pojo and all of the other two, oh, um, maybe three, maybe three. Uh, we appreciate y'all. <laughs> We're I don't think anybody to... made it that far on this episode just because we strayed off a lot. But um, this was a it, it was very tough recording this. It was supposed to be done yesterday. Had technical difficulties today. We had a fire drill and more technical difficulties. Um, yeah, this has been but, yeah. So if you're still here, boy, I love you. Definitely, we we love you. But anyway, to wrap things up. Um, show's going to be a little bit more consistent for the time being. We just got a lot on our plate. And also, this is just an idea that if, if you could just give us your opinion on if you've made it this far. And this is an idea I came up with on the spot that I haven't run this by David, so he's about to hear this for the first time as well. But if you could just give us your thoughts on us doing like a certain kind of sport per show. Like like basically having a basketball show and a football show so that it doesn't bounce around so much. And that's just an idea. If you could just give us your thoughts on what you would think about us doing that if you if you're hearing this. But anyway, that's all we got for right now. So dun 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 get sued. But it wasn't. Oh, you're right. Minute, man. Shout goes out ESPN where we get all our information. <laughs> Shout out to ESPN. Nike chase all over me. Wait, what? Wait, that's not even the right line. <laughs> exactly. You can't even go over. You can go over 30 seconds with that because you're writing your own junk right now. Exactly. So they can't sue right. us, man. Okay. Anyway, now that we're over an hour for sure. <laughs> we are. Oh, <laughs> 